0: You are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. The title of my message this morning is The Pursuit of Happiness, something that there was a movie entitled on that and something that I think everyone in this room would like to be happy. You know, you talk to different people, it's like, what's going on in life? It's like, you know, I want to be happy. There was this um, wedding that took place and this little girl was watching just intently the whole situation that was happening and she leaned over to her mother and said, Mom, Why is the bride wearing white? And the mom says, well, the the bride wears white to represent happiness. This is the happiest day in her life, honey. So the little girl sat back and said, okay. Well, then why is the groom wearing black? We want happiness. Happiness is something that we all desire. There's nothing that feels better in life than a good old belly laugh. I did some research and I found the top ten things that people desire in their lives. Things that bring us happiness. Perhaps some of these things that are on the list would be on your list. If you thought about it and said, you know what, what is it that I desire? What is it that is going to make me happy? And number ten, it's more pleasure. We like pleasure. You know, like we, ha- we like having a good time. We like, we like doing things that are fun we like going on adventures doing that kind of stuff whatever that means for you to be able to step in that place we want to we want to be living life and we want to be living life large the night number 9 came in to be popular man maybe that came back from those days of junior high the desire to be loved to be praised and adored you know just to have that that sense of not just I'm some average schmuck but I'm someone that that is sought after. It's kind of like, yeah, I like that. I like the attention that comes from that. In number eight, it was not being lonely. You know what? In each one of us here, we have the desire to be loved. The Desire just to to have someone notice us. I was talking even this morning. We got a a new dog this last week, and it's pretty funny because, well, my wife doesn't. She's not really an animal person, and and. We got this dog, and he was an abused dog, and, and his name is Mr. Pickles, and, and Mr. Pickles is the world's greatest dog, and when you come home, like, you know, you just walk across the street, and you come back home, and Mr. Pickles meets you at the door, it's like he hasn't seen you forever, and he, not only the tail wags, but his whole body wags, just because he's so excited to see you. We like to be loved. We don't want to be alone. We want in that time when it's kinda of like, you know what, Lord? I'm coming to see you, we would love to be with someone to hold your hand as you walk into the end days. Number seven, we desire comfort. You know what, in a place like Cold Lake, Alberta I just started thinking about comfort and I thought, you know what, there's nothing more comfortable than a tree stand in November. We desire comfort. You know, in the, in the hunting stores, they try to sell things to make that tree stand experience more uh, enjoyable for you. You know what I got for Christmas a few years ago? Battery-operated socks. They don't work at all, you know. But I got them, and they take these big D batteries on the side, and they just kind of fall down, and it, and it doesn't really work very well. But, but they make it because we desire comfort. Number six, we want our children to prosper, We want our kids to go farther. You know, that whole thing that our ceiling is their floor. Go farther than I've ever gone before. Kids, I bless you. Just go for it. Do it. Do what I can't do. We hear all the time. How many hockey moms do I have out there? None. (laughs) You know, I didn't think Cole Lake liked hockey at all. How many badminton people do we have out here this morning? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Great. So. You know, just to, 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 to go in that place and just to support our kids, and just to see them doing well and paying the price of showing up at the arenas at 5 o'clock in the morning, just to, just to encourage them and just to root them on for the future. Number five is to learn something new for ourselves, to challenge ourselves, to never stay stagnant, but always to be growing. Number four To look better. You know, we look at something like that and we laugh and go, yeah, that's not me at all. But you know what? Maybelline is like a billion-dollar company. We spend billions every single year on stuff that make us look pretty. Things that make us look good. And you know what, guys? We can all be coy and stuff. But how many camo shirts do we really need to say, hey, we look good in this? You know? I remember... I remember a time, and and um, we were going on one of our very first trips ever, and and uh, and there was a beach involved. You know what? Whether it was someplace tropical, and I said to Cindy, I said, "You know what, honey? I'm I'm such a hairy guy. And and you know, I know that if I take my shirt off on a beach somewhere, that I'm going to end up on YouTube someplace." You know, I, I really don't mind the hairy chest thing, but the hairy back, just society doesn't like it. I know God made me that way, but, but it's, it's gross. So she says, I, I can help you with that. I'm like, really? She goes, well, why don't I wax your back for you? <laughs> I'm like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> like, what, what is it? She goes, well, I just put some wax on there, and I just take it off, and it's smooth as a baby's bum. And I'm like, let's do it. It wasn't what I was expecting at all. <laughs> you know, like, like, if you go to a waxing establishment, whatever they call those, you, they, they have these big strips that they put on you, and, and your back is waxed in, what, five minutes, ten minutes? Well, Cindy had eyebrow strips. And she started waxing my back, and she put this little strip on there, and just went, Whoosh. I'm like, Wow! that hurts i'm like is it done she goes well just this little, little piece here she worked on half of my back for an hour and a half the first night before i'm like i'm just bawling i'm like i just can't take this anymore and then the next night night she took another an hour and a half and finished it all up and i'm just in so much pain i'm just like oh my goodness just i'm doing all this just so i don't end up on youtube that's the only reason and i said to cindy i said Man, that hurts so much. She goes, you know what? They had numbing spray. Maybe next time we should try that. I'm like, they had numbing spray? I'm like, why did you get that? She says, well, it was pretty expensive. I don't care if it was 10 grand for numbing spray. If you're going to do an hour and a half of ripping and tearing with little tiny pieces at a time over and over and over and over again, at least I deserve the numbing spray because I want to look beautiful. We desire beauty, and we do lots of weird things to be able to obtain it. Number three, we like to save time. We realize the older that we get, the time goes by faster and faster every single year. Man, do you remember when you were a kid, it just seemed like the summers lasted forever? And now it's kind of like, I cannot believe that September's here already. Time just goes by so fast. And we desire to, to turn back time. We desire just to savor those moments and just say, you know what, just... Lord, just hold off. Make this day, the 24-hour day, make it 28 hours, God. Because, Lord, we just want to enjoy the moment. Number two, saving money. We want to have a nest egg built up for maybe for our children, our children's children. Maybe we don't care about our children. Just be able to travel and, and spend the inheritance, you know. Those bumper stickers, I'm spending my kid's inheritance, you know. That kind of a thing. But to be able to have that nest egg, to be able to do whatever you want, whenever you want. And the number one thing that people desire that thinks that it'll bring them more happiness is to make more money. Perhaps that's why you're in Alberta. Because the job field pays pretty well and it's a great opportunity for you and your family. These are top 10 things that people desire, people work hard for, and some people will literally do anything absolutely anything to accomplish it. These goals may be some of our goals. If I just work just a a little bit harder, if I just had just maybe a little bit more time, if I just had the adoration and the love of the people, I know that that would bring me happiness. Sound familiar? Perhaps you've heard this kind of story before. The problem with the pursuit of happiness is it's short-lived. And what makes us happy one minute will not satisfy us the next. And it becomes a vicious circle of running from one thing to the next to fill that void inside of our lives just to bring out that happiness. And it's kind of like, you know what, all of a sudden that boat, that house, that quad, that job, that whatever, just doesn't satisfy. So we're on to the next thing just trying to bring forth that pursuit of happiness in our life. John Rockefeller, billionaire oil, oil man of the 20s, was asked, How much money is enough? And his response is, just one more dollar. Sounds empty. Sounds like no matter how much you have, no matter what pay scale you're on, it's never quite enough. The Bible says in Mark eight thirty-six, for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? there's wisdom if you allow that just to penetrate your heart this morning when we focus our attention entirely on what we think will make us happy we will always be that hamster in the wheel just running from thing to thing to thing to thing but never ever ever finding fulfillment and it is a vicious cycle that will never ever end Zig Ziglar says money won't make you happy but everyone wants to find that out for themselves We want adoration. We want security. We want to be featured on the lifestyles of the rich and famous. But when we obtain it, it, will it satisfy us? Will it bring that that, that sense that we're dreaming of what it's going to look like? You know what? Not too long ago, one of the funniest men in the whole world passed away. He took his own life. And he had it all money, fame, adoration, but yet something was there that was missing. For that void in our life could never, ever be filled through stuff. It can never be filled through your children. It can't be filled through a loved one. That emptiness will not go away with a new sports car. It will not go away in the arms of another man or another woman, one who really understands you. It will not go away from winning the Lotto 649. Perhaps you're here this morning and you can be honest with yourself. Pastor, I know that void that you're talking about. I have tried to fill it, and it brings me into depression because I don't know how to fill this hole. Is there an answer? Is there a solution? This morning I'm here to tell you, yes, there is. The answer is Jesus Christ. And when Jesus Christ is the Lord of our life, Jesus and only Jesus can fill this void. You look up every morning in the mirror and not like what you see. Have you been listening to that lie of the enemy where you walk in that place and you're like, you know what, I'm garbage. I just can't measure up. For our fall kickoff this year, just wanted to walk in that place where I say, you know what, that's a lie. The pursuit of wealth, pursuit of security the pursuit of that dream that will never ever fill that void that is inside of your heart because as soon as you obtain it you will realize that it's just dust But when Jesus Christ comes into our lives and that light bulb goes on where we're like, you know what, God, if I'm honest with myself this morning, I know that I haven't been living for you. And God, I've put so much stuff in front of what's important. My friends we live in a society that that tells you to be successful this is what it looks like and then god comes alongside and says no 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 that's not what i call success i want you i made you and i don't make junk And maybe you're here right now and you've never accepted Christ into our hearts, in your heart. What exactly does that mean into my heart? See, when you hear that Christianese term, what it means is that we open up our hearts to the Lord and say, Jesus, I invite you to come and take up residence in here. I'm no longer going to live for myself I'm no longer going to chase after stuff that I know is empty because I've tried it and I'm happy for a season. it, It brings great joy into my life for a time. But then all of a sudden, it just ends up just being dust and falling away. And then I'm on to the next thing. And the Lord's like, just stop running, get off the wheel today I want to come into your life and I want to take up residence and fill that void and only I can do that. Or maybe you're here and you know what? You've been a Christian since you were knee high to a grasshopper. And you love the Lord with all your heart and all your soul but as you're, as you're sitting here this morning it's just kind of like God If I'm honest with myself, I know I've got off track. I know, Lord, that, that, Lord, if you were to come right at this very moment, I don't know whether I could honestly say before you that you are number one, God. And, Lord, this morning I want to say, God, I want to just sort of make some adjustments in my life. And, Lord, I want to ask forgiveness for allowing other things, other gods, other idols to take up residence where you have said in your word that you shall have no other God before me. I want to be Lord, period. And God, I know this morning that I need to submit to your authority. I need to submit for your lordship. And God, I know that I've been running in the wrong direction. Holy Spirit, bring me back. Forgive me, Lord, and he's so faithful just to be able to come alongside and say, Son, daughter, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Let's go on a journey. Let's connect again. Let's rekindle that passion for a smoldering wick I will never put out. Lord, ignite the fire again. Because God, I need you. So maybe you're here, you don't know Christ. Or maybe you're here and you say, you know what, Pastor, I've been on the wrong path. And this morning I want to just make a new commitment to you. And if that's you, who cares who's sitting beside you, husband, wife, brother, sister, friend, neighbor, Would you stand with me and say, God, that's me. I need to change my life. And I want you to be at the helm this morning in Jesus' name. Would you stand? Thank you. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. God, we need you. Oh, we need you, Lord. Fill that void, oh God, fill that void. We desire you, Lord. Praise you, Father. And I'd like to pray for every single person who's standing, but before I pray, I really believe that there's some people who are just being torn right now. It's like, oh, I wish I had a stood. Here's your opportunity. Holy Spirit speaking to you. Don't miss your opportunity. Stand right now. Let's pray. God, I just pray for every single person in this room. Every single person who's standing and saying, Lord, I need to know you, God. Because Lord, if I'm honest with myself, I'm honest with you, God, I know that I have not been living the life that you've called me to. And God, this morning, I want to rededicate my life to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And God, I thank you for every single person in this place who had the courage to stand on their feet and say, God, this morning I'm standing because, Lord, I want to be held accountable before everyone and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. And Father, God, I just ask, God, that, Lord, every single one of us in this room, that we would be able to stand there and say, Lord, right now, you are writing my name down in the Lamb's book of life, never to be forgotten again. Where, God, we are de- going to declare and shout up from the rooftops, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. I bless you this morning. I bless you in Jesus' name. And I just ask that you just repeat after me now. Father God, I ask you to come into my life. I believe that you died for me, God, and you rose again. And Father, I confess this morning that I am a sinner. I confess this morning, Lord, that I have idols in my life. I have things in my life, God, that are not from you. And Lord, I ask that you just forgive me, God. Lord, this morning I declare that my life is yours. And I submit it to your Lordship. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. Every single one of you who are standing this morning, I'm so proud of you. I would really encourage that you get plugged into something like that 12-step program, something to be able to have an accountability. But before you sit down, church, would you just give them applause because it says that right now that angels in heaven are celebrating because people's lives have been changed right at this very moment. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you are awesome, God. You are awesome, Lord. Lord, you are in the business of changing people's lives. And business is good. Amen? Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry.